Chicken Taco Tuesday Thanksgiving week edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. I'm along with Kyle Berry. Turkey Tuesday. It's a Turkey Tuesday? Okay, cool. It's kind of like a Thursday in radio terms because we're not here on Thursday or Friday, um, if that makes sense. So Alex Becker has kind of set us up. He's kind of hit the road. Maybe he does a pod with us tomorrow, but man, we had a good radio show today. Alex made the whole thing sound great. Kyle was in on the radio show today, so if you want to go back and listen to that at milehighsports.com, radio on demand tab, and go check out radio version of uh, basically extended version of the Broncos Blitz podcast in radio form. Um, Lots of ways to um, watch or listen to this podcast, not watch the podcast. I was just watching Team USA. You can watch the radio show at melhighsports.com. You can listen to the podcast anywhere on planet Earth. That podcast can be had or found. It's brought to you by Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Go check those guys out. I'm a parlay builder. They give me everything I'd ever want and everything I'd ever need, man. I deposit quick. I um, I try to be a withdrawler, not a depositor. We talk about that. Um, $750 sign-up match uh, that they will do when you want to go sign up and get involved with these guys. Um, they want to make it happen for you, and um, you need to make it happen for yourself on the Maverick Sports app. Total Beverage. TotalBev.com. Pretty simple. Two gigantic superstores for all your... Spirits, alcohol, your wine, whining and dining needs, they'll deliver to you. You'll come out and bring it out to your car, some curbside service. They'll help you put something together for a party. Uh, they'll help you put something together, some re- drink recipes if you're having something, maybe some people over. I'm a wine They're guy. great, yes. Uh, Kyle Berry, how are you, sir? I'm good. How wow. you doing, Danny? Good, buddy. Um, good. Okay, so Melvin Gordon's, what, what the kids would say, wilding out right now. Okay, cut yeah. yesterday by the Broncos. We didn't do a podcast yesterday. Um, we're doing one today because we thought it was kind of relevant, a little bit like the state of the team. We had Kyle here, a special guest. What are your thoughts on Melvin Gordon, um, who on Instagram posted a picture of him driving the O.J. Simpson Bronco, the famous O.J. Simpson Bronco in like... There's 20 police cars kind of tailing him and chasing him um, after he killed his wife and his wife's girlfriend or his ex-wife's or boyfriend. His I wife's mean. girlfriend? Yeah, sorry, my bad, my bad. I didn't want to change the... Nasty. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so, Melvin Gordon puts a picture of him driving the Bronco. That's O.J. Simpson's Bronco after he murdered people. And what was the tag? What did he tag on it? Well, I don't want to misquote it, so... I wanna, yeah, we'll take I a second. Get it right. Let's take a second. But I want to like things I I want to talk about like <laughs> things I inferred by reading the IG post. Okay. So he posts that pic that Danny was just talking about, and with the caption "Ha ha ha, boy, y'all y'all fans was was hell." LMFAO with four O's. Thank y'all to Broncos country. Let's at least laugh on the way out. So he's, I think. So he thinks so that's he, funny. Can I list like things I inferred from totally. it? And then Let's you, hear it. you like, I love you it. know, rebuttal or agree. Let's hear it. Uh, things he inferred. He's trying to make fun of the situation and kind of. Make uh, light of it? Make light okay. of the situation. Agree through or murder, disagree. Through murder jokes. Whoa, whoa, no. I mean, don't take it that dark yet. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, surface level, he's saying, you know, let's at least make a funny post about it, or maybe we can laugh. Yeah. Agree or disagree? 
Yeah. Or is oh. he after, you know, Actually, is he after no. something more sinister? No, he's not. Okay. And I see what he's saying. And he thinks he's being lighthearted. And he thinks he's being like, you know, it was just business. And, we, you know, um, Does thank, it, thank you for the opportunity. But no, um... Does it go anywhere past surface level of the fact that it's a Bronco? So he's like, ha, 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 that's funny. I'm I'm driving a Bronco and the Denver Broncos. It doesn't go anywhere um, past that. The post is not, it's, it's, you're not supposed to infer anything else other I like than what him you're driving Let's a Bronco. Let's try to get into his head. Where is he at? What's the real true meaning? You know, him driving the Bronco. He's, um, he's, also, he's also saying that he's being not victimized, yeah. but he's being persecuted yeah you know, just Demonized? like o, just like oj right he's saying a that little bit people yeah. are people are after him yeah for something that he may or may not have done it's a matter of opinion to him as far as whether or not he is the cause of the broncos downfall man i just think that he is an emotional guy okay i think he's a deep thinker i don't think he's dumb but i think like he's gets reckless in his own thoughts and in his own message of trying to keep it lighthearted, say, hey, we had a decent little run together. Um, <laughs> it's like... The- Is he saying that he's innocent? Um, no, he's not saying that. Because OJ was proven innocent. He's not saying he's innocent, I don't believe. I think he understands. That if you, Again, he's everywhere. He's doing every podcast. He's putting stuff on Twitter, and then Broncos are making him delete it. I was One day I was just on Twitter, and I'm not a big Twitter guy. I do it for the show. I'll go check new stuff, and I hit refresh in the timeline, and it says this. And let's not lose track of where we're at because you're taking us down a good direction. But it said, come to think of it, I've never seen a homeless Asian person before. So again, and that was it. So I took a screenshot of it, and then like moments later, it was deleted because someone I think you know Patrick Smythe or someone with the Broncos was just like Melvin, dude, we just can't. Just come on, man. You know, be be better. And it's like you know, if you, I think if you're of a certain political affiliation, you're be, you're gonna say, well, he's right. Have you ever seen one? And then there's like another road you go down where it's just like. Uh, probably just should never go there at any point under any circumstances ever. That's just the kind of guy he is. He tweets out and speaks his mind, even if it's not in the best of public opinion, even if it's, man, it's kind of crude, if it's kind of, uh, he, he's different. He's Did he make this himself, or did he have someone make this for him or send this to him? I think somebody made it for him. And he saw it, and he went with it. And if he's if he's inferring that he is OJ, you mentioned this on the show. He needs to be in the back seat. Yeah. He needs a better Photoshopper to put him in the back seat, and someone I else driving the Bronco. I kind of don't. I kind of don't get it as well. I kind of don't get That's it. That's why we started off with how simple do we need to be looking at this post. As like, do we need to break it down? Like, are we looking too much into it? Is he simply saying I was a member of the Denver Broncos and here's a picture of me driving a Bronco? Damn, what do I or really is it think? like Let really deep? Is he trying to get deep? Like the Denver Broncos fans have victimized well, me and you're... accused me of like murdering the franchise, and now I'm on the run. 
Now I'm Dang. running from those that don't have enough information about me, but are still persecuting me and and accusing me of ruining, murdering the franchise. Why? Why am I the? Hold scapegoat? on, I got a new thought. Somebody created this and sent this. He's um, screenshotted it, or he's taken the photo. And all he did was posted it and tagged alongside with it. Ha 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 ha. That's definitely him. Boy, ha, y'all ha, ha, fans. All yeah. Him. That's then he tagged though. Ha 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 ha. Boy, y'all fans was hell. Uh laugh my effing ass off. Thank y'all to Broncos Country. Let's at least laugh on the way out. Now it uh, does encourage it does? Well, because, no, no, the because, last, because the last part actually encourages me because he says, let's at least laugh on the way out. As in, he's saying, you and me, Broncos country, okay. we let's Let me see if this la fits, laugh on the way out. So he's not upset with the fans, not necessarily. He's saying, all right, now we're both, we're in this together. We're all friends. Let's both laugh about what a effed up situation the Denver Broncos was when I arrived through yeah. when they cut me. The ha, 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 ha part, the beginning, the ha, 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 ha part. With the smiley emoji turned face guy. Is that at Broncos Country? No, that makes me think he picked that up from somewhere who posted that. I agree. He didn't make No. He didn't Somebody make in the Broncos meme. Country put that out Agreed. there. And, and he's, he's like, just saying, you like, damn, you all are crazy. He's agreeing with it, though, in a way. Um, he's, say that again. What do you mean? He's a, so he receives the meme and he agrees. He's like, ha ha ha, that's funny. Well, because he says, boy, y'all like fans that. was hell. And so is that is that where in what lies was, the problem? Okay, well, hold on. Let's tell the, the problem was between him and Broncos if country. If we're still digging, then if somebody else posted a picture of Melvin Gordon driving OJ Simpson's Bronco, what do they mean by it? What would someone who posted this um, of caption or joke have been in this post? That's what I'm saying. Well, what I do you think, think? That person was looking at it way deeper. Then Melvin is. Melvin is literally just looking at the picture and saying, oh, that's funny, Denver Broncos driving a Bronco. But the person who sent that to him may be inferring, no, you are being persecuted. You are being outcast in Denver for what you've done. So you are being, you're on the run, basically. We are, we are removing you from Denver. We're, we're saying you are no longer welcome here. And that is the picture that he is depicting by saying, you know, okay. all the cops following Maybe. me, like they don't want me. I'm gone. I'm in the Bronco. You know, I'm gone. Does the Bronco have anything to do with Broncos? Is that the point? I think that's the point. But Damn, I you, wish I understood it you, more. I can't figure saying, it out. Though, Danny, we're too analytical. It may be just that basic. It may be just the fact that there is the connection between the Denver Broncos and he's driving a Bronco. But when you really, that's why you have to be better at social media. You have to realize that when you start breaking it down, there are a thousand different hidden meanings in the picture. Are you saying that you murdered the Denver Broncos franchise are you saying that you're mm. wrongfully accused you know what are you saying by posting this and i don't know if he thought out all of the avenues that he is going to have to endure post post if that makes sense like 
after the post, after he posts it, now he doesn't really he doesn't really think of the ramifications of posting what he did. Like he's like he's gonna post another post that's like whoa 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 I didn't mean that y'all For are sure he has y'all to. are crazy. Well, if he wants to work again, now it's about like I didn't mean it like that. I'm not that exactly. Bad of a guy. It's, but it's agent you kind have of like to having think to come about in that before you make cover the move. For, you know, try to clean up his messes. Now, if he wants to play again, if he wants to play again, he wants to have he a does. podcast. He wants, he wants to, to do this. Again. He wants you don't to do think that. He wants to play. Yeah, again. I think he wants to keep. Playing. I do. I do too. But I think I don't, he does I don't, keep playing. I think he gets picked up by I, uh, like a, a playoff contending Packers. team. Maybe the Chiefs. I mean, like you know, again, Packers aren't really playoff contending anymore. Yeah, you're kind of right about that. Um, yeah, Melvin Gordon plays again. Um, and was this post appropriate? Definitely way inappropriate. It's 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 petty. It, well, it's just it's petty. And OJ it's Simpson's like, like a murderer. It's ill advised. It's weird how time passes, and it's like again that was so long ago that almost just seems like something that happened in time. OJ Simpson is technically not a murderer. That's the crazy part. Uh, That's why you don't touch this. That's why you don't post stuff like this. Like. <laughs> You've got to be careful. I think and Melvin, he, and Melvin I, Gordon is, is not hey, let me or say emotional. Something. Melvin Gordon is not careful with his social media posts or with the football. Immature or emotional? He's immature and emotional. You can be both. Oh, okay. I agree with you. Um, I, I think it's more of a you know not what you do situation. I don't think he understood everything that is behind a post like this. There's a lot of heavy baggage with anything OJ. Yeah. Especially on Twitter. I just wish I understood it more. We'll find out a little bit more. He, it was three hours ago I just saw. It was this morning when he posted. It's lunchtime here in town in Denver here. His meaning behind it, always you'll have to, you know, when you put something like that, you'll have to explain yourself. There's, there's, um, a, there's a huge split between those that think, like, Denver fans are corny. Denver fans are overreactive. Denver fans are rude. They they don't get it. They're, uh, no. you know, selfish. They're, we, I don't know they're if not here. giving Melvin Gordon the credit that he deserves. And outside perspective is easy to fall on saying Melvin Gordon is not the problem here. It's it's the fans. So do, do you, Danny, think it is the problem Melvin Gordon or is Den the problem Denver Broncos um, well, fans? I think the fans got the best of Melvin Gordon. You come out here and you perform, then a guy who's really not you know, as talented as a lot of guys in the league, like Philip Lindsay, who's got a big heart and is a hard worker, they fall in love with you. The um, if the fans don't get the best of him, who is going to? You can't Not let Nathaniel the fans hack it. Well, again, we I heard some stuff on a um, few weeks ago that he said during a podcast or post game that he said that day in a podcast. Yeah, I knew I was going to fumble that night. Great. And like you know, he was like it's it's it comes to being like a self realization of like for one, the guy is he, well, the way he holds the ball, the way he's susceptible, whatever it is. Um, he's one of the most fumbled guys in the league in, and, in recent memory. I just don't agree with the take that, like, you Broncos fans were awful to him. It's like, you get what you uh, deserve. Hold on, that hold on, comes hold on, hold with on. the territory. Timing in life is everything. And the reality is the Broncos chose Melvin Gordon over Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay is homegrown. He played his games at all city field over here. and play, He played his uh, college games up in Boulder. And it was the last, you know, CU team. That was worth a damn. He's got the hair. He's got the charisma, the big smile. His family's like a Denver family. It, it was all of those things that made you like a guy 
um, you know, before he even ever really played it down for the Broncos. Melvin Gordon came from a longtime rival. He was, they gave him $15 million over two years. That's seven and a half million bucks. He added, you know, some DUIs and some stuff right away. He never embraced the fans, like went out of his way to try to, you know, he, I think Agreed. he, he embraced himself. Well, I think that at the time he still thought he was an elite running back. Um, and like the money said so, and the state of where he was at 26 or 27 year old years old, a former first round pick and what the Broncos needed him to be at the time, was yeah. an elite level. So back. again, you don't like, I said this in the radio show and you didn't really like this, not this year, but last year and the year before he was our best offensive player on our most productive on. Yeah. What? A why, poop why would you think I wouldn't like that? Well, I just like, it's like, I think people think that I'm like sticking up for him and ju- you know, um, justifying some of his actions. No, he was the best player on a poop team, on a really, really bad team. I who would have so been a role player on a good team. I want so badly to think of another name when you said that. It made it's me hard. upset because <laughs> that's not what the standard should be. He should not even be in the conversation for most productive but here's Denver Broncos the truth. player. All that Broncos country cares about. If they, Okay, there was a time when um, uh, I've heard a bunch of players tell the story all the time of Dale Carter. And the Broncos, Mike Shanahan saying, we'd never have a guy like that on our team. He is selfish. He's a me guy. We don't, we would never have a player like that on our team. And then after the Broncos win 32 and 33, you go to Brian Greasy, it gets kind of lean. You're not as talented as you once were. You're trying to like recapture the maggot magic you once had. And you start signing the Daryl Gardners and the Dale Carters of the world. I heard people say when Dale Carter came into that locker room, for one, he hardly played. He didn't want to play. He quit and retired. Right after that, he went and joined the Chiefs after that. Yeah. Um, The Eddie Kennison effect. Yes. He never... You know, embrace Broncos country, but also what it is. It is. That's true. But if Dale Carter would have just came here and balled out, Broncos country would have loved him. Tony, uh, Bill Romanowski was an asshole. That's why I don't agree with so, the you're a bad fan base. The fan base Melvin did Gordon this to Melvin Gordon. Delivered. The fan base didn't do this to Melvin no. Gordon. Melvin Gordon did this to himself. There's scapegoats, scapegoats in the world. And guys who you want to point blame on. And, and uh, it, that's what's happened with Melvin Gordon just yesterday when he I'm was. Pissed. But also, I'm he's, so annoyed. He's one of those frustrated. guys who's made it easy for himself to be like a target. Why like wouldn't that. he be the scapegoat? This is not on the fans. The fans are a product of your production. If you are producing, the fans are going to be on your side. There's no way it should if be on the fan If he would have came here and base. not fumbled the ball, thank you. He would have been what beloved. Is, what are we doing here? What is the issue? And again, it's like, man, this. I, I don't know. Why I feel so cheesy or tacky or something to say oh well they would have won there's two games that he cost them and probably a third game game one of the regular season he fumbles at the goal line twice um yesterday's or i'm sorry two days ago's fumble uh, again uh, at the goal line it's two games that theoretically he lost he gave the ball away for seven points against the raiders in a game that you lost by i think by eight points um and then I, I think if I really chopped it up and went back and looked, there'd be one more game I could theoretically blame 
on him. And last year, the Philly game, the Washington game last year, you remember those games last year? Yeah. He fumbled in critical, crucial moments last He's year. He's the in most those fumbled guy in the league since he came into the league. out of the playoffs. So, really, Danny, what are we talking about here? The issue shouldn't be, especially heading into this year, Melvin Gordon. The issue is the coaching. The issue is who is giving oh, yeah. Melvin well, Gordon no, the green light to, to carry the decisions. ball. Listen, George, pay, for one... Nathaniel so Hackett could say he could be on the roster, but I'll never play him again. So it's the management. I don't know who's to blame. Let's talk about that. Is it George Payton who should have just How removed much? him from the team? Or is it Nathaniel Hackett who said, I want him off the team, and if not, he can be here, but he'll never touch the ball for me. It looks like who? Nathaniel Hackett has no say well, at all. Remember when Nathaniel Hackett benched him in that game? And he didn't play at all in the second half. And then after the game, he said they had a conversation. And the next week, he names him starter. And then he started after So Javante. you really think that that was just based on a conversation? No, I think it makes you look like a total asshole. I think it's as where... A dumbass as I think, well, the Broncos. I think it's where and you were going. As a whole. We don't, we don't know what Hackett heard from management as in like, hey... We signed this guy, we re-signed this guy, put him back in. We don't know if it was just a Hackett call or if it was, like, influenced by management. I, I just am, I think I'm most upset about the fact that we are still talking about this. We won't in the future. It's finally over. But it's almost like Melvin Gordon made it to this point, so that he could be the scapegoat. He shouldn't have been the problem anyway. You referred to last week to mm -hmm. Hackett should be under the microscope. Hackett should be the issue that we're talking about, not Melvin Gordon. Melvin no, Gordon no, no. is it's, lucky you know that what? he was even this being is a given real sign. that he was even being given the ball on you, Sunday. You'll have to help me with where I'm trying to go here. And scapegoat is the strong word that makes the most sense. But the Broncos now cutting Melvin Gordon at this point in the season when you know he should have been cut a, a long time ago, um, uh, co you know, correlating with the same weekend that we find out right before the game that, oh, oh um, um, Clint Kubiak is going to be calling the plays. They made that move instead of firing Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, it and was then after they lose another, it was basically firing Nathaniel. Hatton. But after they're all out of options again, everything has gone wrong. They score; they can't score more than twenty points again. Clint Kubiak, Justin Allen, or um, Nathaniel Hackett. Someone's head has to roll, and it was Melvin Gordon because they're petty now, enough to think that that was enough for Broncos country yeah, to have I been like just, I fed to the about, wolves. I was just about to ask you why like fed to Wh the wolves. Why did they, they believe that was enough? Why did they think that that was enough? But the why, Broncos why now, would they insult Broncos country again? Listen, the, by keeping yeah. the head coach, what are you up to that we don't know about? George Payton's not living in reality, and that's the scary thing. It's excuse making, it's blame, uh, it's finger pointing, and it's not accepting responsibility. That's embarrassing. It man. is, but also that's the first sign of um, like uh, no control of um, a, a situation that you have no answers for and that you're kind of lost in. Um, George Payton right now, man, he, he's his reputation's taking a big hit because... I mean, what's he hanging his hat on now? Patrick Sertan? Because even some of the Patrick Sertan supporters are saying, look what Justin Fields is doing. 
Justin Fields has taken him some time, but at four of his last five games, they're scoring 30 points. He looks like Lamar Jackson basically out there. By the so, way, 0 and 4 in that stretch and two games of eight losing or six of seven they've lost pick sixes so he's been critical in losing them games as well and that's why g pissed me off today why because he said the the game was on pat sertan pat sertan has not won you any games nah, in denver that's an empty way but to look at it justin fields has lost you games in chicago listen to this real quick the broncos are 0 and 3 in overtime this year. Let me give you all these stats. Tell me which one hurts the worst, okay? 0 and 3 in overtime this year. Became the first team to not score at least 20 points against the Raiders this season. Have lost six out of their last seven games. Have scored four touchdowns in five home games. And have blown a 10 point lead in their last two games. We talked about it last week. Ugh, that's disgusting. We're not even talking that's about. Like, a- we're not even talking about a heart. golden a golden standard like the the standard you talked about two weeks ago. Copper, We're just talking a about copper like standard. A, a baseline standard. You cannot have those embarrassing Ooh, let me statistics. Say this. Lose to the Raiders Watch and this. be okay with not doing anything else other than letting go of Melvin Gordon. Who? Okay. What? Why the hell is he on the team anyway? Watch this. Um, mentioned in the post game press conference by um, one of your leader. Uh, a defensive captain, one of your most important guys, Justin Simmons, mentioned the word culture a couple of times, losing culture, okay? So um, culture means like could mean a lot of things, okay? So while this may not be a perfect comp, I'm going to give you the definition of culture here, okay? The arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively the customs gifts social institutions or achievements of a particular nation people or social group maintain the conditions suitable for growth um i had one more two i liked um uh something about kind of being passed down from year to year and um let's see here here we go the culture can culture can be defined as all of the ways of life, including arts, beliefs, and institutions of a population that are passed down from generation to generation. So football generations is different. I think every five years, the generation of your team changes. Because five years ago, I don't know how many Broncos were on the roster from uh, then McManus. until now. So again, you know what has changed? Uh, we always talk about, you said it. I call the Broncos a legacy brand. I've added something. I call them a crown jewel brand. You know, like crown, Cowboys, Steelers. Yeah, like a crown jewel NFL brand. Um, Bears, Packers, Patriots. 49ers, Broncos. Okay. And while, again, I acknowledge those teams have been around since like the 30s, the Eagles, when Chuck Bednarik was playing both ways in the 50s. Broncos didn't exist till modern football and kind of like 1960. But since then, and definitely since um, John Elliott and Pat Bowen took over the team, they've been like one of the winningest franchises in all of professional sports. Now we're seven years into losing straight losing football, but like do you think, the legacy Danny, you can transition? and culture of the brand can you- has to be taken on by a Justin Simmons, who again, if you're one of the leaders and you guys suck and there's the culture sucks, all that kind of stuff, you got to look at yourself a little bit because who else is there to blame? Can you transition in and out of legacy brand though? Like we, uh, we were well, yeah, a legacy yeah, yeah, brand yeah, yeah, yeah. and now we've been bad for eight years. Um, we're more like the Browns now. Than, actually, than no. The you know what? I don't want to say. I, I want. So that's forever. It we is. We could just be bad as long as we want. It and is we're because still a the Bears. Brand. Look at the Bears. The Bears are like, man, Sid Luckman, the first you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. 
they haven't mattered since the punky QB led him in with Walter Payton. McMahon? Yeah, they went to Super Bowl in uh, like 03 with Rex Grossman or whatever it was. But oh, they yeah, got Devin Hester. They got smashed. They're kind of just a team that got hot at the time in the NFC, and Peyton took care took care of those guys. Um, so the Bears are about as down of a brand as you can kind of get. Um, but you know, let's see those other teams that we said have they maintained greatness? Have the Forty ers found a way to maintain greatness? The Packers, the who are the other teams we talk about? Forty uh, f- uh, Niners, Packers, uh, Patriots, kind of, but that's just new school because Eagles. Uh, Eagles, that's a good one there. The Eagles did maintain that for years and years. I mean, the Eagles had, have done just enough. Yeah, they the, had, the Nick Foles year was huge for the Eagles. The yeah. Nick Foles over Brady year was huge for Philly. Yeah. That kind of kept that brand uh, You know what, alive. getting to think of it, yeah, it does. The three Super Bowl championships along with the five other Super Bowl appearances that they've made will make the Broncos great. Forever, or you know, for at they're least just another, not, they're nothing close to that, and especially yeah, but, with the management change and the ownership change, okay. it's not. The, we'll wrap it up. With it's this. not the same thing. Let's wrap it up with this. I'm desperate, waiting to hear from the Walter Pennon Group to come out and chop some heads off. Say this is not what we signed up for. We get it. We know what the level of expectations and the um, expectations of winning football are here for, in Broncos country. Um, we appreciate the services of Coach Hackett and his staff. Um, we're going to be moving forward the rest of the season with um, defensive coordinator uh, Ajiro Evero will lead the team the rest of the way. Clint Kubiak will be elevated. Outen and, Kubiak, Outen and Hackett are out. There still remains 29 other offensive coaches on the staff, so I'm sure they could fill the product. Kubiak is out? No. Kubiak, Clint Kubiak's elevated. He'll be calling the offense under Evero. Uh, Outen and Hackett, Hackett are out. Hackett is out. Okay, you said. Both. And Outen. said Kubiak was out. My bad. Um, and that's it. So we said that last week that the Raiders lost that game. And... So is it just backdated one week? If you lose to the well, Panthers, then then that, kind that ball is set well, in Well, we were on to something because Clint Kubiak, the day before the game, was elevated to play, call, basically calling the plays. So what is Hackett offense. doing? That's the big question. What's he doing? And definitely what is Justin Outen doing, besides maybe giving suggestions and trying to help build game plans, but literally has no kind of final say in anything. So, so the Broncos are embarrassed. They brought yes. in Hackett. They brought in Outen, and now they're going it's to have a low, to low, low get point. rid that's of everything all, they just brought that's in. That's what it all comes down to, Kyle. And then the, the big kind of take on this and point on this is – what kind of courage do you have to make those kind of decisions? If you know, if you already know it deep down in your heart, you're going to file Nathaniel Hack, fire Nathaniel Hack at the end of the year. Well, as bad as, you know, I think there's a little bit of saving face too. Because you took his face off. Um, George Payton has to believe that Nathaniel Hackett's going to do something to make him not look like one of the worst head coaching and hires what, what in the history of the NFL. what has he done to make you believe anything and also, other than that? It's a shit look on your, your general manager who made the hire months ago, not even a year, 
to then fire a guy within the season. I understand. It's a direct but target on your back I as a general manager is like, I effed up yeah, big time. I understand that, but that's doesn't, doesn't he have... Saving face is powerful here. I think he has enough clout to make that move, to admit his mistake and kind of right the ship before it's we'll all see. bad. You mentioned the culture. The yeah, more games listen, you lose like that Raiders game, the, the more weekend. deep-seated that culture becomes. Imagine losing to the Panthers this weekend. I'll imagine. I can believe anything at this point. You just is he lost fired to the Raiders. Monday? What are we doing here? Oh, I don't know. No, I said that last week. And I was hesitant because we don't know what's going through Peyton's brain. Uh, listen, George Peyton saved Nathaniel Hackett's job this one last weekend. Week. Win or loss by elevating Clint Kubiak. But I, I would say only for one more week. Damn, if they lose to the Panthers, I'm That's telling pathetic you. it'd be one. Well, again, here, here, here's the truth. Again, it's some people call me a hyperbolist. But in reality, if the Broncos lose this game in their three and eight, to uh, they would be jumped three and eight. They'd be jumped by uh, a Panthers team in the um, in the draft order, so to speak. I think the Broncos would then take so over the tanking? number two spot. There's no tanking. You're talking about tanking. No, I'm not. No, there's nothing to tank for. You don't have your pick. The Seahawks own your pick. Then what are we doing? What I'm saying is, if they lose this game and drop down to that kind of spot, they're just drowning. In the end, the end of the season, they'll have given the Seahawks the number two overall pick. Great. The only other time in the history of the franchise we've had the number two overall pick because we've never had a number one overall pick ever, we drafted Von Miller. Oh, Miller. We traded for for Elway. We drafted Von Miller two, Cam goes one. That was the lowest point like in the history of the franchise. Because Josh McDaniels tore us apart. We had never and, drafted and then that look high what happened. ever. And then look what happened. So what I'm saying is that again, that okay. But let's remove ourselves from that and go back to like our lowest point. Being low. That's How are what's we ever going to get this back is, there again? We dude, need another Von Miller. This is as low as a point as the Broncos have been. Literally, this is lower than that. Than the eighties, the early eighties, when L.A. was drafted and he lined up next uh, instead of under the center oh, next to the that's, guard, that's and they bad. benched him for a few. But the next year, L.A. was a winner. They won a bunch of games and they started going to Super so Bowls. So we need a miracle. Yes, we need to draft an. I'm not L- saying trade Elway. for an L.A. or yes. draft a Miller again. <laughs> yes, I, great. That's what I'm saying. Great. So, um, and but, Russell Wilson was supposed to be that miracle. Well, I don't. That even was know. like a last chance, Charlie. Like our last shot. Remember yeah. when we didn't get Rodgers? We were all in on on Wilson. Listen, it was a great move at the time. It turned into be what could go down. I don't want to even open this can of worms as one of the worst trades in NFL history. Really? That's the, yeah, for sure. Because like the Herschel Walker deal, you're thinking about uh, the Ricky Williams deal, where they gave up like the entire draft plus first first round pick the following year uh, to the uh, Washington to get you know those Coach Deca. Um, oh no! I mean, like, the that, worst trade that's, in NFL. NFL history. That's where we're trending because of the I don't think it'll the be the worst trade in NFL history just because he is a Super the Bowl value. winning quarterback. Yeah. The fact that he has previously won a Super Bowl means that you're you're safe from being in that category of worst trade ever. Do you know what? That's the end of the podcast. There's no like high note to go out on. And like we didn't have Well, there is them. a high note well, to, to go out on. Uh, Melvin Gordon got waived. Melvin Gordon did get so waved. Pretty, it's a little bit exciting. too little, too late though. It yeah, feels I empty. I agree. Kind of he feels shouldn't have empty been here in the for first sure. Place. And then I think you realize too. Well, one of the reasons he was here, Kyle, because he made two point f- 
two million guarantee on the it, season. It was a good so deal. So it's like, you, it, well, again, at the if time, if he didn't fumble, like if he held on to the ball, you're that's like, wow, it. this is a great deal. So Melvin's got no one to blame but himself, and that includes all like the he's not Philip Lindsay stuff. So if, if Melvin just doesn't fumble, comes in and balls out, you know, the fumbles cost us two games this if, year, if, two games last year, and two games the year before. We'd have a totally different complexion on this guy. He'd be looked at as like uh, Willis he coming yes. here and helping this team. No, and, you know, more than that, actually. But it so didn't go if that he's way. got no one to blame but himself, why is he posting stuff on IG blaming? Because he's fans? immature. I think he's the very beginning of that kind of uh, generation of social media cry for me, put all my feelings and all my stuff out there, um, let everybody know, be cryptic, all that kind of stuff that Jerry Judy's the king at. Melvin's the first at that kind of stuff. He's in the first. He's young, young enough to be like one of the first guys of that era. And you might think he's too mature or too old or too, you know, for that kind of stuff. No, nah, he's, he's not. not. He's very good at over it. And like, over he's again. not funny. He's just not very good of a player anymore. And or or dude, good on social media. Do, do you know what I think happened Then we got to go is, you know what? Chuck Knobloch, Chuck Knobloch couldn't throw the ball to first place, and he kept throwing the ball in the crowd. Like, it was like something happened to him. He couldn't, like, make the play anymore. It was like he, it, something's happened to Melvin he Gordon. He couldn't clear the mechanism? Yes. Melvin Gordon cannot escape his own uh, mind and his own self-doubt when he's carrying the ball. And when you're like that, man, it's like I tell JJ and nine-year-olds, when you go up to bat and you think you're going to strike out and you think this pitcher's good, you're as good as done, you're done. If you go up there and you're thinking, I can hit this guy, I got to put th two or three good swings on it, good things are going to happen. And Melvin's emotional in good ways and bad ways. I'm sure in life maybe there's some things that might make you know some of that emotion and some of this personality work, but not in this where we're at, not in the – professional football not in the other day and age that we're i at. just love how he's like where does he think he made he's, every mistake where does he think he's going to go and be accepted for putting the ball on the ground eight times like you're not going to go anywhere that's going to allow that here's so it's what not i think broncos Kyle. country it's you i think he gets it no but you just also, said he doesn't get it. Well, hold on. He gets what no, he did he and doesn't. where he fell short. No, but he doesn't. He also feels slighted. He also feels like, well, if you guys just would have believed in me, maybe we wouldn't be here right now. That's kind ridiculous. Of stuff. Well, you it is. fumbled the football. That's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Where can I find uh, your work, Kyle Berry? At maverickSports.com. Yeah, that's one of the places. What about Nugs Love? You're, yeah, one of the best, love. you're one of the best Nugs, Nugs guy in town. Nuggets yep. are um, one of my favorite teams on planet Earth right now. I love them. They got a big game tonight. Yep, Nug Love, which is an offset of fan sided. Yeah, so yeah, you can find my work there. Sweet brand. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your Twitter? You still at, uh, at Kyle High Radio? Oh. I refuse to give up the radio. I would not. You're, I would never let it go. Um, Until you best, don't let me in here. No, no, you're one of the best radio guys we ever had, man, in, in the game. But that was fun today. Uh, appreciate it. I'm glad you came in. Um, let's try to get you in here. You know, keep it going here. It's nice to have you in when you have a chance when you're doing your nugget stuff to come back in town here uh, sneak over to the tech center and do this thing. Uh, for the Broncos, I don't know, man. We'll see. I don't have an answer. I got no answers. I have no clue where they go from there. And it's sad. I know it is sad. I think Nathaniel Hackett deserves to be fired, and I just think that forever. Everyone's best interest, the Broncos as a franchise, fan base, and for Nathaniel Hackett himself, this thing is like past drowning. This thing is like we're suffering. We're bleeding out. It's like put that old dog down. You know, and that's it. So, so we just shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. No, 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 no. It's not like that because, again, look what – uh, Mike McDaniel's look with Brian Dayball man, and look Dolphins, what man it's just is amazing in and, Miami and those points that's not just new coaches turning their teams around uh, and Kevin O'Connell too Shanahan offense 
Listen, uh, war bums, war bums using, using taco the shells offense to become a successful NFL franchise. War bums using pizza boxes as briefcases. War bums using jet sweeps as fakes. <laughs> um, that's it. The Broncos can be fixed. It can't not this season, and it's not going to happen overnight. You got to find season. a real leader. It's not the season. No, after that. Can, it could be next season. No, it's not. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, for Kyle Barry, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night, Terry.